to another episode of the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor, recovering perfectionist. Having thrived in a male-dominated, commission-based industry, I'm passionate about helping women boldly pursue their life goals. In this space, we build confidence with our mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I believe that your life manifests as a result of who you are, not what you do, and that your personality creates your personal reality. Join this growing community to increase your net worth by increasing your self-worth. Now let's jump into today's topic. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Today's episode is one where I am getting very open and very vulnerable with you guys about a recent plant medicine journey. This is not a topic I thought I was going to bring to the podcast (laughs) because there's a part of me that knows that not everyone would be okay with this kind of journey for themselves. And For a while, I was afraid of how I might be perceived by some of you or if I would lose followers for sharing the story, and that kept me from sharing initially. However, I feel like if you've listened to me long enough, you know who I am at my core. You know that I wouldn't do something outside of my integrity, and this experience really felt in line with my authenticity, with my integrity. And when I talk about my ayahuasca experience, which we're about to get into, I want you to know that this isn't a recreational psychedelic experience. This is not what that is. I said yes to the ceremony with the intent of having a spiritual connection, having a spiritual transformation or experience. And ayahuasca is not something that you say yes to in order to go to a rave and have a great time. And later on, you will hear why I say that, because it is not a pleasant experience for the most part, and we'll get into that. So I wanted to cover those CYAs as a way to just vulnerably talk with you about some of my reservations sharing this on the podcast. And yet, I'm going to do it anyway, because I want to be more open with you. I want to be more transparent, and I want to bring you along on the ride with me more often. And this is my intent to do that. So having sat with it, I've realized that there is a lot of growth that happened from my recent ayahuasca journey, and a lot of the things I learned really integrates well with the subjects I've been focusing on lately, with spirituality and healing and working on ourselves. So I felt like it fit into a lot of the episode topics that I've been focusing on and wanted to loop this in as a part, a big part of my recent healing and just a big part of what I'm experiencing right now. And this is one of those things where when I talk about showing up as my full authentic self on the podcast and how I don't always talk with you guys about the things that I'm currently going through, this is an effort to bridge that gap and to bring to you some of the things that I'm currently integrating, that I'm currently working on, and that have played a big role in my life lately. So, This is one of those things, my ayahuasca ceremony. And I'm not going to share all the details because it is a sacred ceremony. And I respect the tribe that, that puts it together. I respect the elders and the process that they go through to, to bring the medicine and also to create a safe space. 
So I'm not going to share everything and I'm not going to share specific details about where it was, what group of people it was with, etc. But I will share some general feedback about how it was, whether or not I would do it again, and really what led to this decision. (laughs) So let's get into it because the one thing I want to talk about first is my resistance to the idea of taking any sort of plant medicine or any sort of psychedelics to lay the groundwork. Until this year, I have never dabbled in this sort of thing before. Hard stop. In fact, before my journey over the summer was my first one, and then this past month was my second one, I've only ever had alcohol and the occasional weed. I mean, I live in Austin, so obviously. (laughs) So the idea of experiencing a plant medicine that I knew would be more profound than alcohol or weed was scary for me to get over at first. And I had to have a lot of conversations with myself, some journaling, some conversations with friends who have experienced it before around my thoughts about what that means to to my identity. You know, what does that mean I'm a druggie? Does that mean that I'm, you know, going to be wearing tie-dye now and just (laughs) having a totally different lifestyle? Short answer is no. And I'm so thankful that my therapist, who I didn't know this, until this happened. But after my first plant medicine journey in July, my first therapy session with her afterward, I told her, it's like, you know, I I had a plant medicine experience and I learned a lot about myself from that, but I'm also having a lot of self-shame and guilt and negative thoughts around having done that. And what does that mean about me as a person? And what does that mean about my identity? And I really appreciate that she sat with me in those emotions. And then she is someone, again, I didn't know this before choosing to work with her. She is someone that has actually affiliated with people doing research in psychedelics and different plant medicines as a means for healing, as a means for dealing with PTSD, and as a means for helping to rewire the nervous system in a very healthy way. So I appreciate that in my moment of, I guess you'd call it my moment of need, (laughs) really questioning whether or not I had, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say ruined myself because that's a little extreme, but there was this idea of what have I done? Who am I becoming? What does this mean about myself and who I'm going to be moving forward? And I really appreciate that she brought kindness and, and understanding into the situation by talking about how these plant medicines, how these methods, how these techniques are actually being utilized in a scientific and medical study and series and and research to really redefine how to move forward with people that have struggled with past traumas, PTSD, etc. So I'm not giving you this information because I'm encouraging anyone (laughs) to go off and have this experience. That's not what this episode is about. This is an episode where I just want to be very honest about what my experience was like And then you can use that information to inform whether or not it's something that you might be interested in the future. But I would rather give you a very, I'd rather give you my transparent feedback about how it was without any rose color tenting on it. Because I did so much research before going into this. I was like, okay, what am I getting myself into? I wanted to read about other people's experiences. I was listening to other people's experiences on YouTube. And it really rained. I mean, there were so, there were great stories and there were terrible stories. And mine kind of falls somewhere in the middle. So that's why I'm wanting to share it is, again, I am not, I want to be very clear about this, I am not telling anyone 
to do this. I am also not recommending that anyone do this unless you are interested and feel called to do it. The reason I say that is because my ayahuasca ceremony was the best and the worst experience of my life. To that end, I would not recommend it to anyone unless that is something you're prepared for. So I want to make that abundantly clear. It was not an easy process. It was not enjoyable. I do not think anyone is called to ayahuasca wanting a fun psychedelic experience. If you want that, go try mushrooms or any of the other plant medicines that that can give you that fun, enjoyable experience without the negative side effects. Ayahuasca is specifically if you are interested in changing some hardwiring about yourself and you're willing to go through the physical discomfort to get to the other side to experience that growth and you are willing to commit to the growth that comes afterward and the integration that is required afterward because ayahuasca does not do the healing for you. I want to make that very clear. Even as I talk about my own experience and I talk about the healing that I experienced, just know that it wasn't done on site. It's going to be something that is integrated over time. She doesn't do the work for you. She shows you the way. She shows you your wounds. And then it's your job to do the work afterward to heal, to do the integration of what was learned so that you can make change. So that's what we're talking about today. And I'm going to break this up into multiple episodes because this could otherwise be a two-hour long podcast episode, and I don't want to do that to anyone. (laughs) So today we're just going to talk about generally my experience with ayahuasca, and then I'm going to do three more episodes where I talk about, it was a three-day ceremony, I'm going to talk about each night specifically and what that night told me. Again, not going to get into all the details because a lot of it is sacred and a lot of it is personal, and some of those details are things that, you know, we live in this world, we live in this culture where we share everything, and sometimes it's okay to have privacy to keep things that are just yours, that are sacred, that are not shared with the world. And so I want to honor that by doing both. I want to bring you the information that I think could help you and might, if you are someone that's already thinking about this, because I know ayahuasca is really popular right now, it might help you decide whether or not this is a fit for you. And I also want to make sure that I'm honoring the sides of me that don't really want to share absolutely everything, because there are things that are private, there are things that I'm still working on, and there are things that just quite frankly don't need to be shared. So I'm going to I'm going to do my best to kind of ride the middle line of those things. So hopefully that's all my disclosures. I don't recommend it. I'm not recommending that anyone do this. I can't I can't stress that enough. I I think if if anyone reached out to me and wanted to know any more about it after this this podcast episode, I'm just going to continue to reiterate. I don't recommend it to anyone unless you are absolutely feeling called to do it because it is is a journey. It is. It can be hard. It can be hard. And I've had friends that have done it, and and their some of their experiences were not hard. And I don't know what that feels like, so I'm envious. <laughs> but it can be really hard, and you have to be ready for it. And I honestly felt going into it like I was a warrior prepared for battle, and I feel like that came in handy because I needed to lean into that energy. And I would recommend anyone that is interested in it to prepare, to prepare physically, to prepare emotionally, to prepare spiritually, because it's going to be a lot. It can be a lot in a beautiful way. It can also be a lot in a terrifying way. And again, I'm just trying to be very transparent with you because I want to make sure that you know what you're getting into if this is something you're interested in. 
And I also say all of this while believing that plant medicines like ayahuasca and peyote are powerful teachers, and they could be really great guides for the growth of our consciousness when we allow them to. So I'm torn because I know that plant medicines can really help us heal the issues we have in society, but I also know that these endeavors, these journeys are not for everyone, and they should not be taken lightly. And I absolutely do not want this to become the next TikTok trend that people go and have a quote-unquote ayahuasca experience, claim that their life has changed, and then move on and actually don't implement any change and give it a bad rap, and also put the indigenous cultures at risk. Risk for being taken advantage of again. Risk for their traditions and their sacredness to be overrun by Westerners wanting a cool diary entry or a cool TikTok video. So I'm trying to be very careful about how I talk about this experience because it is sacred. It is super helpful. It is a fantastic mechanism for growth and for healing. And it takes a special kind of consciousness coming from you to have those experiences. And it takes a commitment to what comes afterward to integrate those experiences to make sure that it's long-lasting change for you and not just something you box up and put at the top of your closet and label that one time I did ayahuasca. Before I get into my own experience, let's first cover the basics. What is ayahuasca? Ayahuasca is a plant medicine, which means it's derived from nature. It is a psychedelic tea that's created by muddling the vine of one plant with the leaves of another plant or shrub found in the Amazon. And this plant medicine, it's called a medicine because the indigenous people believed it brought spiritual and physical health to people that consumed it. So this hallucinogenic tea has been around since 900 BC. And this plant medicine has been used to help people heal and become more conscious. That is its purpose. And because it is a sacred medicine, that has been around for thousands of years and used by these indigenous tribes, it should only be administered by people that are experienced shamans, particularly indigenous shamans or people that have studied with indigenous shamans who grew up with this medicine and have received permissions and initiation to be able to administer it. You will also hear me refer to ayahuasca as her or she throughout this episode because it is often thought of, and this was my own experience, that the energy of ayahuasca is feminine. It's representative of the mother or the grandmother, this divine femininity, the spiritual connection to creation. So she is often referred to as a feminine being. Whereas her counterpart, peyote, is a masculine energy, and people often refer to peyote as he or him. So when you hear me say she showed me or she said this throughout the episode, just know that I'm referring to Mother Ayahuasca, a very common name given to this plant medicine and her energy. So generally, big picture, the ceremony and how I found out about it, etc., I have had some friends in my life that have already had their own ayahuasca ceremonies. Some have had several. And I first heard about ayahuasca probably two or three, maybe even four. Actually, it was probably closer to four years ago. And what they say about ayahuasca, and I'm going to say a lot of like what they say, quote unquote, that's kind of a general statement of just things I've read, other things I've heard from people, 
things that came up in ceremony, general feedback and myths about ayahuasca. So they say that she starts calling to you two to three years before your first ceremony. She starts prepping you or in a non-toxic way grooming you, if you will. (laughs) She kind of sparks your interest, gets you thinking about it, and then at some point you'll just know when you're ready. And I don't know how to describe that point of realization, but I remember when it happened. And all of a sudden, I was ready to say yes to a ceremony. And this was years in the making. At first, I was like, hell no, don't know that that's for me. (laughs) And that's okay. If if that's how you're feeling, awesome. Maybe this is just an entertaining episode for you. Or maybe you decide I'm a druggie, never check out this podcast again, and totally cut ties with me. (laughs) Let's hope not, but that is also an option. But if she is calling for you, just know that you'll know when you're ready. You'll know when you're ready to say yes to a ceremony. And for many ceremonies, there is a financial impact of the ceremony. Most of these are not inexpensive. You know, you could go to Peru, you could go to various parts of Brazil, and, you know, the flight alone is going to cost you money. If you do do it in the U.S., there are ceremonies in the the U.S. and then also in the U.K., etc. There are religious groups that perform these ceremonies also. There's still going to be a price tag on that. It's not inexpensive. I think the the more economic, I should say, ceremonies were in Brazil and they were anywhere from $250, $300 a night. But again, that's flying to another country, assuming you're not in Brazil, maybe you are. And then having the ceremony there and then also having your accommodations, travel, etc. And if it's US-based, I can't speak to the UK or Australia or any of the other countries, but in the US, I know that it's a starting price of about $800 and it can go up to $3,000. So That's just a idea of how much these ceremonies can cost. It's kind of the range, if you will. So she started calling to me about a year ago, and that's when I committed to my ceremony, which was this past month. And for whatever reason, I just knew I needed a year. And I'm so glad that I gave myself that year because there was so much growth that happens. One of the things that they also say about ayahuasca is that once you commit to a ceremony— and you've made up your mind about saying yes, she starts working on you. And I didn't know what that meant at first. But looking back on the past year, there were so many more synchronicities that happened after I said yes to my ceremony. And obviously, I live in the world of synchronicities. I live in the world where they just show up all the time. Being someone that that operates in the manifestation world and, and talks about it all day long, more synchronicities happened, things that I just couldn't really explain and that also showed up in my ceremony. An example of this is I'm never someone that would claim to have, I've never really had a connection to any particular animal. You know, some people are like, oh, owls are a sign for me or, you know, what have you. I told you in my one of my last few episodes that one of my angel numbers or my spiritual numbers is 619. That's always been my connection. But this past year, all of a sudden, I just started seeing snakes everywhere. Not in a bad way. I know that if you are someone that identifies as a Christian, that could be seen as the devil or Satan or whatever. wasn't that kind of energy. It was a more healing energy associated with the snake. I saw a handful of snakes around my house, like physical snakes, actual live snakes that my dog was barking at, (laughs) in a tree in my house climbing up the hose in my backyard. And these are different snakes too. They're not the same snakes. I found snake skins. And then I also saw imagery of them everywhere. And this, again, I didn't have any special connection to this animal. It was just showing up everywhere all of a sudden. I was like, what in the world? 
So then, of course, I get out my Animal Speak book, which is an awesome book that just goes through these different animals and their symbolic meaning, spiritual meanings, etc. Because I just love that stuff. Whether or not there actually is a meaning, it gets me thinking, and I love that. And I looked up to the snake, and it was like transmutation, transformation, growth, rebirth, etc., And because I hyperfixate on things, I did some more research and found that in a lot of traditions and a lot of religions, snakes actually represent healing. And that's why you can find them wrapped around the medical cross at hospitals and for EMTs and other medical uses, you know, snake oil, etc. And then in Irish mythology, snakes actually represent the healing goddess Brigid. And that was a name that I also kept hearing a lot. So all of these messages, all of these meanings really oriented around the same sort of things, healing, transformation, rebirth, etc. I was like, well, that feels good. And all of that started after I said yes to my journey to ayahuasca. And then it became a thing. I had a friend that, that got me a ring with the, that was a snake, and I even added the snake skin to the background of my podcast. I don't know if you've noticed that in my new image imagery. If you zoom in really closely, you'll see the snake skin. So it's just something that keeps coming up for me, and it's really about the energy of rebirth and healing. So they have this historical concept of being healers, and that's really what I chose to focus on is that transformation, that rebirth, that healing aspect of them. And the reason I bring this up is because it's important to know that once you say yes to your ceremony, be open-minded to how things might come to you and the messages that might come to you following because they're important. And you may not know how they're important until after your ceremony. (laughs) That's what happened for me. So it's going to be one of the first things I say about it is once you commit, just know that things will start changing immediately. Even before you consume the plant energy medicine, they say that Mother Ayahuasca or the grandmother starts working on you. She starts working on your life in whatever way you need to be worked on. That is really open-ended, open to interpretation, and different for everyone. Everyone's experience with the grandmother will be different. Again, that's just how they refer to her as the grandmother, the one, Uni, obviously Ayahuasca. There's many different names for her. For me, it felt like a maternal presence, so I'm going to continue to say her, the mother, the grandmother. She starts working on you. And they say that she's this higher dimensional being that has really come to help spiritual healing and to bring people growth and to really help increase and expand the consciousness of the earth. Other people believe that she's just here as a tool for conscious expansion. It doesn't matter if you think that there is a characteristic or a personality to this medicine or not. Just be open to what starts happening if and when you commit to a ceremony for yourself. And from what I have read, this is also kind of like a warning, I guess. She will make your life living hell. (laughs) If you, quote unquote, abuse her energy, if you try to take her for the purpose of recreation or because your partner talked you into it and you really don't want to do it, that is not a sacred transfer of energy. That is not an agreement. That is not a partnership. And the terrible stories that you've read about ayahuasca come from people that weren't really intended for the medicine but felt peer pressured into it, or they were expecting a radically different type of experience that was going to be more fun with it, and that's just not what you get with ayahuasca. So that's also a a caution to anyone that's like, oh, this would be great to do with my spouse. Sure, but make sure that it's something that they're interested in and open to doing, because if they're not, 
it's not going to be a great experience for them and it will not be the healing experience it's intended to be. It just won't be. So she will start calling to you years in advance if this is something that you think you're open to or something that you're interested in. Once you say you're yes, your life starts to change immediately in little ways. And then for me, it kind of snowballed. It was like these little things here and there that were just like these really weird synchronicities. And then all of a sudden it was just like a snowball effect of synchronicities and things that I just couldn't even make up. You know, sitting there in a meditation, all of a sudden a snake is just looking at me face to face. And I'm like, what the hell? I've never had a vision while meditating before in my entire life. And then all of a sudden I'm like faced with the snake. And this was like a, a month before my ayahuasca ceremony. And then also all these compounding things that I was learning and how they were all overlapping with one another. And then how every single one of those things came up in my ceremony as her being like, this was me communicating with you. So it starts to snowball. It's exciting. It can also be awe-inspiring. And it's a really beautiful way to connect and to realize that you are supported by her throughout the entire process from the moment you consent and give a full-hearted yes. A couple more things about saying yes to a ceremony before I get into my own experience is make sure you do your research about whatever group you're committing to. You do not want to go to a group that does not honor the medicine. You do not want to commit to a group or to a ceremony that does not honor the indigenous tribe that it came from. Because one of the concerns about ayahuasca is that as it grows in popularity, there are these indigenous tribes that have protected this plant medicine for thousands of years. These indigenous tribes have more often than not been taken advantage of by many different generations of people, whether it was the white corporations coming in as rubber companies and forcing them into slavery, whether it was the missionaries in the 80s that tried to get rid of their native language and get rid of their own traditions and ceremonies. These people have been abused by many different generations of mostly white people, but people in general as well. So I want to make sure that this isn't treated as the next fad that's like in and trendy like matcha or quinoa because this is a sacred event. And I'm going to call out my own people and say this isn't the next trendy thing for new age white women to get really excited about and to post about on Instagram. This is meant to be treated as a sacred tradition that is honored. And I don't want our excitement or our interest to abuse the tradition or the indigenous people that bring this tradition to the western world and i say all of this because of everything that happened with moldavite a couple years ago on tiktok it is still scarce and difficult to find moldavite because it blew up on tiktok so that's specifically why i keep talking about that here so when you're saying yes to a ceremony if it's something that's calling to you And I think she is expanding her reach because she's trying to rapidly increase and expand the consciousness of the earth. Just make sure that you are saying yes to a ceremony that respects the history of the plant medicine, where it came from, the tribes it comes from, and make sure that it is with a group of people that is aware, that has been properly initiated. Maybe they've sat in a dieta, might be something important to ask which is a a spiritual setting where you actually go to the jungle with the plant medicine for six weeks at a time. Make sure you just do your research and that the group of people that you're saying yes to feel right energetically because that's so important. These people are going to be with you in one of your most vulnerable times in life. They're going to be the people there to support you. So you want to make sure that you feel safe in their support. 
and that you feel that they are respecting the traditions, they're respecting the plant medicine, they're respecting the indigenous tribes that this plant medicine comes from. What we don't want to do is we don't want to have ayahuasca becoming this huge commercialized experience that people are going to, you know, before they go party somewhere else and, and you know, they quote-unquote had their life-changing ayahuasca experience and then a bunch of other people start doing it and it loses its significance because that's just wasting her energy. It's also puts the indigenous tribes at risk again and we don't want that to happen because they're the ones that know how to distribute it in the right and respectful way. And they're the ones consenting to her use as well as her cultivation now by groups that are bringing this to the Western world. And we just want to make sure that they're taken care of. So do your research about who it is that you're saying yes to. Ask them questions like, how were you initiated? What is your relationship with the tribe? What is your relationship with where the medicine comes from? How is it cultivated? And then what does the ceremony look like? How do you create a safe and secure space? How do you honor the medicine in ceremony? You know, these are good questions to ask of any group that you're saying yes to. Okay, so now my experience. Obviously, I talked a little bit about how it was leading up to the journey. One thing I'll also mention is that I almost canceled my ceremony numerous times, hundreds of times probably. <laughs> and I kept thinking, and for numerous reasons, I mean, I think a lot of it came from fear of the unknown. I think a lot of it came from some of the things I talked about with my therapist. You know, what does this say about me as, as someone that participates in this sort of spiritual experience? And then, of course, it's an investment too, right? And thinking about there was a part of me, and I kind of, I say this lightly, but it was also a serious consideration for me. I was like, am I really going to go spend this money to go, you know, shit in the woods and vomit all over the place for a psychedelic experience? Like, does that really sound like what I want to do with with my money? You know, does that really sound like the kind of investment I want to make? <laughs> I joke about that, but also there was a there's a, an element of seriousness to that. I was really questioning whether or not that was something I was going to do. Because I don't know if whether or not you've heard about the physical ramifications of consuming ayahuasca. They're not pleasant. Not going to get into the details, but there is a lot of what they call purging, which is where the medicine finds a way to come out in some way, shape, or form. It can be shakes. It can be vomiting. It can come out the other end. Every person is different. Every body is different, literally. And that's why I say that you don't sign up for this lightly <laughs> because there is a physical transformation, we'll call it, that seems like to have a positive connotation with it, that happens while you're on the plant medicine. So there was a part of me that was like, do I really want to go through this? Is that really necessary for my own growth? And so many, many times, either a friend of mine who's had this experience numerous times, she talked me off the edge or even Evan talked me off the edge, which surprised me because he's never done these things either and, and was like, no, I think this is something you should do. I meditated on it. I used my pendulum and everything was like, yeah, no, you're not canceling this. You're just going to, you're, you've committed, you're going. And I would ask for my angel numbers like, okay, well, you know, if I should cancel this, I really need you to show me this number. And it would be a number that I would like think I would see all the, all over the place, like 444 or 333. And then I'd be like, but if you if you don't want me to cancel, then I want you to show me. And then I'd have a really specific number like 732 or I just made that up. But you know what I mean? And I would try to make it such that it was way easier for me to see the repetitive angel number as opposed to these random specific numbers. 
And she was just messing with me. She would just show me the random number that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, really? <laughs> so that's when I knew. I was like, okay, we're committed. We're doing it. You know, I, I made up my mind. And I think in the back of my mind, I always knew I was going to go through with it. But there was that fear of, well, should I? I think we all experience that. And, and when we know that big pivotal moments are coming up in our lives, and that's okay. And then when we got to the ceremony space, I really appreciated how this particular group had it set up. Everyone had their own space. It was very comfortable. Again, I'm not going to give the details of it because it is a sacred space. It was a sacred ceremony. So I'm not going to say much about that. But what I did appreciate is that it was a space that was within nature and it was a space that honored nature. It felt very calm. And honestly, it just it, the space seemed to have its own spiritual feel if that makes any sort of sense. It just felt good to be there. And I think that's important. I think that's a big part of the experience. And again, having done my research on this group, I knew that they showed up two days early and they started blessing the land that we were on. I know that they started doing all of these things in advance to make sure that the setting was right. The set and setting was appropriate. It was safe. It was secure. And it was also energetically cleansed. So when you got there, it just kind of felt like this, like, this sigh, like, oh, oh, I'm here. Okay, this feels good. And then I was excited. You know, I was excited about it, but also having a lot of anxiety, a little worried about it for good reasons, right? This is a life-changing experience for a lot of people. I read a lot of stories of people that have consumed ayahuasca and then completely changed their trajectory in life. They quit their career and started something completely different, or they ended their marriage and moved off and became a yoga instructor somewhere, or, you know, there are thousands of stories about people that have had major life-changing decisions or changes that were made after having consumed ayahuasca in a ceremony. So part of me was worried because I was like, well, I kind of like the direction things are going. I don't really want huge, massive change in some of these areas. So, you know, I was, I was honestly worried about what I might be presented with. So there was anxiety there. Again, you don't say yes to the ceremony lightly. You kind of have an idea of what you're getting into and you accept it. So there was that state of acceptance there. And I'm not going to lie, I was worried about the group of people that I was going with as well. And the one, another thing that, quote unquote, they say about ayahuasca is that she chooses the group that you're a part of. And every member in that group is meant to teach you something, show you something. They're intentionally put together. When I heard that, I heard that 50 times going into this ceremony. And I remember thinking, oh, that's just something fun people say. That just feels good to say. And I was a little worried this is my own bias coming through, that I was going to show up to the ceremony and everyone would be in like flower crowns and tie-dye shirts and all my judgments coming through about what it means to be spiritual. And it would be hard for me to connect with anyone because this is, spirituality is something I'm fairly new to. I haven't completely dove into what you would think is like the quote-unquote spiritual person. So I was kind of worried that I was going to be thrown into a group of people that I just didn't necessarily connect with very much. What surprised me is that the group of people that I was with in ceremony were people that were supposed to be there. I know what they meant by that now. There was the CEO of a tech company that was there. There was actually many business owners, which surprised me. 
there were every single person that was in that room connected with me in some aspect, and they did teach me something throughout that weekend. Even the people, there were a couple of people when I first met them on day one, I was like, I don't know, that person already, for whatever reason, is not my person, not my vibe. By the end of the weekend, I understood why they had to be there because they were showing me something. They were showing me a lesson. And that's not really something you can fully comprehend until you've gone through one of these ceremonies and then it just makes sense. It's a feeling that you have. It's a connection that you have to this group of people. And that was one of the most beautiful things about this ceremony and this experience is that I felt like I got to know each person's soul in that room. I don't know much about them. They're half the people, I don't even know what their day jobs are. I couldn't even tell you their last names. Couldn't tell you what their interests are, but you felt their soul. You felt their their spirit and how supported you were by those people in that room during ceremony. And you supported them back. So there's a deep connection that you form with your with your ayahuasca ceremony members. And again, I'm not giving any specific information about them, but it did surprise me the types of people that were showing up for this that were interested in this kind of healing. I had my own judgments about what that kind of person looked like. Not at all the people that showed up. And I genuinely love each person that was a part of my ceremony. And each one of them, I definitely felt were meant to be there, were meant to share that experience with me. And that was something that other people shared throughout ceremony as well. It was just amazing how we were a random group of people. I didn't know a single person when I got there. And by the end of it, you just felt like you knew everyone so deeply on an emotional level. And each one of them supported you in some way and then vice versa. So that was the really cool and exciting part about the ceremony. I think that was my favorite part about ceremony is the community that is formed and how special that feels. So if you are someone that already has your own ceremony planned out, make sure you you take that all in while you're there. You're going to miss that sense of community when you leave. That's probably going to be the one thing that you're just like, I want to reconnect with all those people again. I want to have a reunion with them because you feel so much more connected to those people and then it's over and then you go home and then you have to integrate. So make sure that you value that time. It's so special. It's an amazing experience. Value that time with those people, with those connections. And then what I really appreciated about our ceremony setting is that there was a lot of education. There was a lot of education throughout the, the, it was a prolonged weekend, but I'll just call it a weekend. There was a lot of education about the tribe that was that initiated the the people performing their ceremony. There was a lot of information about what they do, what they've experienced in history, what their traumas were, how this medicine has helped them, what their visions for this plant medicine are, whether or not they're okay with it coming to America. That was a really big topic, a point of discussion as well. And I really appreciated that they built into the ceremony a sense of awareness education, and how this fits into the 21st century in America. And I also appreciated that they talked about the elephant in the room. How do these indigenous tribes feel about white people experiencing their sacred plant medicine in the U.S.? And it was a really great raw conversation. And we actually got to watch a little video clip of someone from the tribe talking about this very topic and their perspective on everything was this was the next evolution of the plant medicine. This was the next evolution of expanding its reach, its consciousness to other people in the world. And it was kind of a beautiful way of really bringing home how important, how sacred it is, 
And it really helped me get out of the way of, you know, does this make me a druggie? <laughs> you know, what does this say about me? It really grounded me in the sacrament of it, of the sacred quality of it and what they believe this plant medicine can do for the world. And that was really comforting, very grounding. And I really appreciated just hearing their perspective on that. And then I also appreciated how they talked about how we can support that tribe. You know, obviously there's there's an exchange of energy, right? You're consuming the plant medicine and then how can we give back to these tribes as well to make sure that they are taken care of? They are not, they're not being subjected to this consumerism or to being taken advantage of. And then, of course, there was the ceremony itself, the taking of the medicine. And again, I'm going to get into night one, two, and three separately in a different podcast because, again, we're already like 40 minutes in now. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten to like taking the actual medicine and the experience with it. So just generally speaking, it was a physically tough process. I know I said that earlier in this podcast episode, but I just want to reiterate that it is something you just need to be prepared for. It is not all rainbows and sunshine when you consume ayahuasca. There is a a push and a pull that happens. There's an energetic exchange. And I was listening to a, I don't remember if it was a podcast or if it was a YouTube video. I'm not, I can't remember what it was. I was listening to someone talk about ayahuasca and the way that they explained it was like it's an energetic exchange and there's you're experiencing such a higher state of consciousness that it's just really tough on your body i chose to believe that because that's how it felt during my own ceremony it very much felt like you were experiencing something that the body just wasn't prepared for it's never experienced and it was like this crazy energetic jump upward where it's like your body had to like release the stuff that it didn't feel could go with it to this new level of consciousness. I had to release everything that that wasn't in alignment. But of course, at the same time, realistically, it is a poison. And so there is a physical reaction that your body's going to have happen while this while this occurs. This could be my positive view of it, but for me in the moment while I was having physical reactions, it did feel more like purging. I can't really describe how it feels different than if you were to experience this when you're sick. But there is an emotional weight that comes with the purging, that happens with the purging. And so while it was unfortunate and not the best part of the entire ceremony, it also felt necessary. And it felt like I was just releasing layers of things that no longer served me, is really and honestly how it felt. And of course, I can understand how your body's probably having just a reaction physically, but I can know that and also know that it felt so much more than just a physical reaction to a poison. It really did. It just it felt like things were being released. And I'll talk more about how that showed up in each of the three days without getting into the specifics. <laughs> but just know that that is something to be prepared for. It, there was also feelings of joy and of being supported throughout the ceremony and feelings of love for yourself and from another being, which, you know, you kind of have to think is, is Mother Ayahuasca watching over you in the moment. You just feel so connected. You feel so energetically close to source in that moment. But it also isn't instant. You kind of have to go through hell to get to that point, or at least I did. 
not true for everyone. There were some people that immediately went into that place of love, and I envy them because that must have been wonderful. <laughs> that was not the case for me. That was not the the journey I was meant to have. So overall, it was an amazing experience. I grew and transformed so much in, in that three-day ceremony. It was a lot physically. I'm really glad I did my research. I'm really glad we were educated while we were there and it felt like a safe space. And I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. But if I could recommend it to everyone that feels called and is ready to say yes, then I would because I understand how profoundly healing it can be. But I also recognize that there are so many other ways you can heal if this particular method doesn't call to you. And it's important to recognize that. And it's okay to say no. If that's if this is not your jam, awesome. Honor that. Listen to that. You may have other modalities that you choose to pursue, and that's amazing. And I also understand at the same time while saying all of that, how powerful this experience is. And it felt like a hundred therapy sessions in one weekend, in all honesty. And I don't know that I would do it again. <laughs> I say that. And I mean it, but in the back of my mind, there's this, oh, you probably would, happening. And I don't think that's coming from myself. I almost feel like either that's my higher self or mother eyes. I don't know. There's something in the back of my head that's like, you'll be back. <laughs> but my conscious mind right now has not decided that that's the case. I am not feeling called to it right now. I'm not sure that I would do it again. Because it was a lot, and I feel like a lot came from it. So much growth came from it. So much transformation came from it. But it was also a, a long, hard road to get to that transformation. And there's a big part of me that wants to take the easy route and is like, well, what about the self-help books I could read instead? <laughs> what about the meditations I can do instead? What about the therapy I can do instead? There are so many other accessible ways to have that kind of growth, and yet it's still for me, didn't compare. And so while I say I probably wouldn't do it again, I'm not definitive in that answer. And, and there's a, for whatever reason, in the back of my mind, there's this little voice that says, oh, but you will. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Open to it, but not by any means eager to do it. And what they also will say about uh, ayahuasca is that after about a year or two, after your first ceremony, she'll start kind of nudging you again for your next round. Because really what happens with ayahuasca is like you are an onion and she peels off the top layer of the onion and heals that. Actually, she doesn't heal it. She doesn't do the healing for you. She shows you what you need to heal and she also shows you the how, but it's up to you to actually do it. So it's very much this nurturing presence of let me make you sit in your shit. Let me make you understand what your shit is. And then let me show you how you can be thinking about it. And then she kind of backs off. She's like, the rest is up to you. So you can have an ayahuasca experience and then not gain anything from it because you can have your insights and then choose not to do anything with it. That is your own agency. That is your divine free will. The hope is that you don't do that, but some people have. That's why integration after an ayahuasca ceremony is so important, giving yourself time to integrate everything that you learned and incorporating that into your life. So if you are signed up for an ayahuasca ceremony or if you are someone that's interested in one, 
if you can, give yourself a week afterward to do nothing, to take off of work, to not visit family members, to not interact with anyone stressful, to really take care of yourself and integrate, allow those messages to seep in, to rest, to have playtime, to make that experience lighthearted because you are still healing, you are still downloading this information. You are a changed person and you need to figure out how you're going to show up in the world afterward. And the world is the same, but you are absolutely not. And that juxtaposition of who you are now and who you were and how the world is and how you think it should be is kind of tough to reconcile. So you have to give yourself that space afterward. Do not just jump back into work if you can help it. If you have a ceremony, give yourself time, give yourself space afterward to do nothing. Give yourself permission to rest, to do nothing, to have fun maybe, to really integrate and relax and allow yourself to figure out what's next. How do I incorporate this information into my life? What are the five or the 10 things that I want, I've learned from the ceremony that I want to incorporate moving forward? Maybe you do have a major life life shift after that and you completely change careers. I know of someone personally that that happened to. They were in the professional service world in a very left-brained environment, had their very first ceremony with ayahuasca, and then completely went and started their own business in something more right-brained and creative. That requires integration. And your experience may not be that extreme. It may be about healing. But if you think about healing traumas, or if you've ever had a really meaningful therapy session, the last thing you want to do is jump right back into your old routine. You want to give yourself that space to figure out, how am I going to show up differently? Who am I when I have integrated this information? How am I going to show up differently to work with my friends, with family members? You have to define what the new version of you is going to be and how you're going to act ahead of time so you don't fall into your old habits, your old routines. And that's why integration is so critical. It's so important because integration is the idea of allowing the things that you learned to settle into your body so that you can make gradual shifts in your life based on the things that you now know that you can't unlearn now that you've experienced plant medicine. That's what integration is doing. It's integrating, literally, your experience with your body, your spiritual experience with your physical body and your mind. So whenever I'm done integrating, if I have any tips, I promise I will do a follow-up episode on tips I have for integration that have helped me the most. So overall, I feel like a completely different person now than I was before the ceremony. I felt like I went through battle. I felt like I have completely transformed. It did feel like a rebirth. It was also amazingly insightful, and it brought about a lot of awareness, so much awareness about things I need to work on or that I needed to heal, and then also showing me things that weren't obvious to me now are, and I think that's what I'm most grateful for is the perception of things, the mindset shift on some of these things. And how I now get to show up differently in my life as a result of having had this experience. So that is general ayahuasca ceremony, my experience with it. 
And it's something that I would still have to really think about if I were to consider doing it again. <laughs> it's by no means addictive. I, I read somewhere on online, someone was like, oh, it's highly addictive. I'm like, no, it is not. No, the hell it is not. <laughs> there is not one bone in my body that's ready to go through that again, at least at this point in time. So if you are worried about any sort of like addictive properties, have no fear. Myself and no one else within the ceremony had an issue with that <laughs> at the very end. In fact, it, when it came to the final day, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> they offer you three glasses throughout ceremony. And I was just like, nope, one is good for me. Because again, it just is a lot. So that's why I say it was the best and worst experience of my life. And I take this ceremony and this experience very seriously. I hope you're picking up on that throughout this episode. And while it was really, really tough, physically, emotionally, mentally, it was also really beautiful in the guidance received. And I've never experienced that kind of insight and that growth before. And I don't think I can compare that to any other experience in my life, really. So in that sense, it was really special. And the people who held our ceremony were also such special people. And that's why it's so critical to find the right group of safe people, to find a group that can support you in the ways you need to be supported while you're on this journey, because it does get hard and you will need support and you'll need to feel safe asking for that support. So if you want to say yes, make sure you find a group of people that you're willing to say yes to and that feels safe saying yes to. People that have experience with the medicine, where it comes from, they've spent time with the medicine and its place of origin, with its elders, as well as a group of people that bring the full experience to you, inclusive of how ayahuasca is supposed to be experienced, with fire, with the music, with healers on site, with integration discussions, with the appropriate set and setting, because you want people who support you throughout this process. Because... A big part of it, a big part of the growth was the medicine, but another big part of it was the people that were there supporting you and how it felt to be supported and how it felt to experience unconditional love from complete strangers. And I think that was half the battle. That was a significant portion of the entire experience was just being held in that kind of space in that kind of environment. So to summarize today's episode, my experience was beautifully messy I'm on the fence about doing it again. <laughs> I do not recommend it unless you're already being called to have this experience, and it is not for everyone. There are other ways to heal. There are many other tools you can utilize for self-growth and healing. And if you do say yes to this journey, make sure you find a safe group of people with the appropriate spiritual setting and that you make time to integrate. If you have specific questions, you're welcome to DM me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation. I will do my best to answer everyone. But before you DM me, listen to the other three episodes I'm going to do about each of the nights, and maybe that'll answer some of your questions. Before this episode ends up becoming an hour long, we're going to stop it there. I hope this episode has given you some insight into what this plant medicine is, whether or not it is right for you, how to go about searching for the right setting, and other things to think about. And then I will get into more of the experience in future episodes. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all in the next episode. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. 
I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. If you want to check out the show notes, head over to www.themodernmanifestation.com forward slash blog. If you're loving this podcast, please drop me a review, share this episode with a loved one, and follow me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation. I love y'all so much and thanks for listening. Thank you.